0: Alrighty, what's going on, everybody? My name is Josh. Welcome to the Barcelona Blog on podcast. Today, we are going to be joined by our old pal, Emil Avanesian. Emil writes for Hardwood Hype, along with a variety of other places about different topics, NBA, NFL, restaurants, football. This guy talks about it all. He writes about it all. And uh, we're going to talk about Barcelona, unfortunately. Probably one of the least fun topics he gets to talk about on a regular basis. Uh, we're going to talk about Ronald Koeman and the strange statements that he released. We're going to talk about Noan Laporte's response. We're going to talk about Barcelona, forgetting how to score goals, sitting seventh in La Liga. And then just because Barcelona is too depressing to talk about for an extended period of time, we're probably going to take a trip around European football and just chat about PSG and a few other clubs. So everyone enjoy the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you are not subscribed Spotify, Stitcher, Apple podcast, overcast, all the places you get your podcast. And here is Emil. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to the Barca blog on us podcast. I'm joined by our old pal, Emil Avanesian. Emil, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing better than Barcelona. Um, let's just get it out of the way. Let's talk about it. I'm going to read yeah. off Ronald Kuman's statement. <clears throat> in case you haven't heard this, uh, Ronald Kuman was due to give his usual uh, pre match press conference before Wednesday's zero zero barn burner. And uh, <laughs> he showed up and he had a statement in his hand and then he walked out. And the statement read, uh, Hello everyone. The club is with me as the coach in a situation of rebuilding just the phrasing there. Uh, the financial situation of the club is connected to the sporting activities and vice versa. This means that we as a team have to rebuild the football team without being able to make any big financial investments. This needs time. The young talent today could end up being the next big world stars in just a few years. In order to reconstruct this team means that younger players get opportunities like Chavin and Iniesta had in their day, but we must ask for patience. What's more, being in a high ranking in the league would be a success. This is a great footballing school for these talents in the Champions League. We can't hope for miracles. The defeat to Bayern last week has to be focused from that perspective. The process that we are in right now, the staff with the team deserves unconditional support in word and in actions. I know the press recognized the process. It's not the first time in Barcelona's history that this has happened. We count on your support in this difficult time. The staff and the players are very happy with the great support from the fans like we had against Granada, Vizca, El Barça. Uh, And then El Presidente Mm -hmm. came out and said, we found out at the last minute that he wanted to do it. The coach has the obligation to go to the press conference and he is free to answer questions or express himself as he sees fit. I (laughs) I respect his decision. We found out minutes before, just like the captains. We are in a difficult moment. We have a lot of serenity and hope that there will be a good result against... um, where uh, is this? good result. That is what matters. Uh, These situations overcome with good results. This week we have two important games. We're going to move on and keep fighting. Wow. Uh, so, what, what was your reaction from that press conference? <laughs> Everything is awesome. So there's there's nothing to see. Um,
1: yeah. Um, look, I mean, Kuman wasn't like strictly speaking, like Kuman wasn't lying about anything he said. You know, I mean, like if anything, it was just it was a lot of. I guess it was a lot of like harsh truth, which, in a sense, is probably not the worst thing. But um, what it reminds me of is um, so I think we've talked about like I've I've done a lot of sort of nerding out on the uh, sort of the '90s and early 2000s, kind of the the post Cruyff, pre Ronaldinho era at Barca, and so much of this between. Um, like this past, I don't know, what do you want to say? Like four years mirrors so perfectly, kind of the 97 to like 03 period at the club, where down, you know, everything from two iconic superstars unexpectedly leaving. Back then it was Ronaldo and Figo. And this time around it was Neymar just out of nowhere. Got poached and then uh, and obviously Messi. I mean, sure, You can even throw Suarez in there, but Neymar and Messi. Are you, you know throw it was, uh,
0: Griezmann in there too, or
1: I'm? You know, <laughs> I, like he's a good player. It was never. It wasn't a good fit. I think it was the Griezmann thing too. I think was it was so much of Bartomeu. I think you and I have talked about how Bartomeu isn't kind of a, a football guy. Like it's not his area of expertise and for some reason you know he had his it was like his thing like Griezmann became his his white whale almost and you know because i remember i think the year before they got him they barca made a, a concerted effort to get him and atleti i think resisted or they couldn't they couldn't agree a price something like that and so he was just you know just completely focused on getting him Irrespective of how he actually fit
0: within the team. I, 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 I mean, totally I got you off on a tangent on Griezmann here. Go, yeah. go back to what you were talking about. They, yeah. This is very similar to when uh Figo. The, and oh Rick yeah. Ronaldo so
1: left. okay. So the so the aftermath or kind of that era where Neymar, you know, Neymar and Messi are in a sense kind of the peak, you know, 20-year-old Ronaldo and Luis Figo at his prime, who um against the the wishes of the club and the fans were transferred away in kind of what 97 and two thousand. Um, that was what led to the downfall of uh, President Nunez, the guy who had axed Johann Cruyff and who essentially has is a sympathetic figure, or Bartomeu and Sandra Russell um, essentially excommunicated Cruyff when they took power of the club 10 years ago, but brought Nunez back into the fold and kind of celebrated him. So, you know, that's, that's awesome. Um, and then... Uh, And the whole thing, this this press conference, this statement by uh, Koomen, just reeks of everything I've kind of read about the interactions of uh, Louis Van Gaal with the Catalan press, essentially after once things started going
0: sideways. Like it was never. I I was literally about to say, and this is like a Dutch stereotype. It reminded me of something (laughs) Louis Van Gaal would do.
1: Yeah I mean there's there's actually stuff like if you if you go back and read some of the the accounts and just some of the the stories from from those days like it's not verbatim but it's the kind of thing that Van Hal did say like he would he would push back and yeah it's I know it's it's a little bit of kind of the 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 dutch double down like stereotype kind of thing what the the irony is though apparently uh Koeman and Van Hal just hate each other and um that that's if I'm if I'm mistaken I will I will wear that but as, but as far as I know I mean I think they really really don't care for one another very much but funnily enough like they've here they are kind of he's in the exact same situation that Van Hall was in you know a couple of decades ago and he's kind of saying the same thing
0: so when he talks about uh, the club is with me as the coach in a situation of rebuilding, um. I'm not sure what to make of the, the reports I mean, we can um, that like, we
1: can like unpack it a little bit. Like, yeah, it's the, the club are with me. I, you know, everything else he's saying are kind of, you know, is kind of factually accurate. And I mean, I guess he's technically, he's technically still employed, you know, by the club.
0: So I suppose they are I still every with time. him. I, I, I feel like every week I'm talking to whoever I have on about this. <laughs> I I don't understand if if the decision has been made to sack him or whatever, uh, and they're like yearning after Roberto Martinez for some reason. I yeah I I don't I don't get that. What, but I, I really just just like with every other sacking in the last few years, I don't understand what they're so so. Let's just put that to the side. Like mm-hmm. you said, what he's talking about in this statement is like mostly true right that defeat to byron Mm -hmm. does have to be viewed from that perspective right and i think that's something most of us kind of realized and talked about and that's why it wasn't really all that surprising of a result um Mm -hmm. i think if if anything it was a a decent result because byron decided they weren't going to put up seven on us um (laughs) right yeah Um,
1: and i mean honestly the the first half that Barca played i mean just given the, the the genuine you know gulf in talent experience and everything between the two sides I mean, Barca created chances in that first half and, you know, they they didn't
0: look like the better team, but they looked like they were there to fight and compete and play. Yeah, and then Byron actually started... It, Byron didn't feel like they were trying at all in that <clears throat> game either, which was the... And I, I can't remember who said this. Yeah. It might have been Kevin Williams. I had him on last week. Mm. Someone said just like the, the physicality like just looking at the two sides, like physically, yes. it looked like an A team versus a B team. And I get that's just Barcelona is a little bit smaller, and that doesn't, you know, Messi's historically small, of course, and he was great. Smallest yeah. I mean, even a, if you
1: look at like, even like Busquets is yeah. not a physically imposing guy. Just like the physicality
0: even, just looked just like, I mean, it was that's just I miles. Mean, yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> yes, uh, it was. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, El Presidente coming out. And again, this is just like where, I, I don't understand anything that this club is doing at this point. Um, <laughs> and for him not to just go out and be like, eat, just lie. Say like, sure, we knew he was going to do it. And I guess I would get his reaction of like, we found out last minute. If the things that Koeman said were like wrong, wrong or, or, or far yeah. off base or like saying <clears throat> that I've been promised. To pointing fingers the
1: at, yeah, at the president exactly. or something. Yeah, the, his,
0: the, the statement was very like nonchalant so when i heard like oh Cooman made this crazy statement i i was expecting to read something wild and when i read it i was like yeah it seems like something the club would have been okay with him saying so i don't really understand why yeah. reports i felt the need to come out and somewhat like go against it
1: so i think so it's partly what you said i mean i, th- I think on some level i think kuman's you know What's the term for it? I mean, I guess like the, the writings on the wall is like, like goose is cooked at some point. You I know? mean,
0: the writings on the wall, as soon as you sign your first contract with Barcelona at this point, it's pathetic.
1: Yeah. Like there is not a, 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 I was actually speaking with someone recently about this and kind of, if you go back through, through history, right. There was maybe, so there was probably a period in the sort of early mid. So let's say like 92, 93, Johan Cruyff was absolutely 100% secure and beloved in his job as Barcelona manager. The next time any manager could legitimately make that claim, I mean, it was probably, I mean, what, we can say Rijkaard after he won the Champions League, but then he was also not long for the club. I mean, he was gone in a couple of years. And then what Guardiola's... Like circa 20, 2009, 2010, and then probably Luis Enrique for a short period, but then kind of the 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 thing. I mean, I think uh, Juan growth had a term for it. I think it was called. He called it like the Entorno or something like the the storm inside the club. But like the Entorno came for Luis Enrique too. But it's kind of. I mean, there's probably been in the last like twenty five to thirty years. There's probably been at most probably. Eh, what do you want to say, like four years, five years where the manager of a club that's won four Champions Leagues and, you know, what, 18 or something league titles has actually rested
0: comfortably at night. And to be fair, like, this isn't just a Barcelona thing, right? Like, R- mm. Madrid do the same thing. Chelsea are famous for that. Um, I, I guess City haven't like- really accomplished, like, all is what they've wanted to, and Guardiola has been safe. But, like, most clubs are... I shouldn't say most. Really, it's just like Chelsea and Real Madrid are kind of like Barcelona in that.
1: And I, and I'm not an expert in this regard, but I know that from from bits that I've read. Apparently, Bayern is similar. Like if, if as soon as kind of like the the mood is quick to shift. If kind of if results and style and everything at Bayern aren't. You know, up to up to snuff for like for
0: the. I guess we just haven't seen it shift, so I haven't been aware that. Yeah, they've just been so. Yeah, they've been (laughs) they've been good. It's been fine there.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, but um, so I mean, I think I think there's that sense, but I, I don't know if Laporte is trying to play this. I mean, it's either a way to kind of further, kind of cement. Cumin as on the outs, you know, sort of leave him on an island to to really get kind of battered around by the
0: press a little bit until I don't think he needs so, any help having that happen to
1: him. <laughs> no, exactly. Like it's, um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, this is clearly these are clearly the words of like they're not they're not backing this guy.
0: You know what I mean? Like they're just he's that's why I, I don't understand why they went into the season with him if like because th- these results aren't surprising right barcelona sitting seventh in the liga getting destroyed mm-hmm. by byron like none of this mm-hmm. is surprising to literally anybody and so not a month ago or maybe yeah. a little more than a month ago was when he got the the dreaded vote of confidence where it was like you know we're heading into the season with this guy and everyone knew he was like if things don't go super well he's probably going to be on the shopping block but like is Laporta really that dumb to where like he thought that there was a chance they would be like great. It's just so strange to me that we're in the situation in mid September.
1: I know. And the, the, the problem is that it happened this, I mean, not so much the problem. I mean, there are, there are multiple problems, but the, the surprise is that it happened this early in the season. But so, I mean, I think there's two things. One is, um, and I hate this. It's like the specter that we come back to every time when we talk about the club, but like, there's the financial quagmire that they're in, you know, like they're just, there is no money. And um, so to fire this guy, I mean, I've, I've heard varying, varying reports, but I think like if they fire him, they own somewhere between like, it's something like between 10 and 14 million euros to, to buy him out. Like if they, if they give him the boot, so there's that. I mean, on the one hand, you might just be stuck with them, you know, just, or at least try to, I think the hope was to to at least have him turn in a passable season this season, whatever that meant, you know, maybe second place, third place, a, a decent Copa del Rey run and, you know, kind of don't embarrass yourself in the Champions League kind of thing. And at least like we can get some value for the money that we have to pay you anyway, rather than, paying him whatever it is like 5 or 6 million
0: euros a year to not coach <laughs> how crazy is that barcelona are so broke they can't even afford to be their own incompetent employers that like they can't even af- afford to fire people like that anymore
1: <laughs> there's apparently like court stuff with um kike setien apparently like he's yeah he's suing for like 20 million or something or it, it's 12 or it might be as much as 20 like
0: because of the way that they exited his contract it's just like the least surprising thing ever i mean i know there were it was literally like last september was when the lawsuit stuff started to like when he did sue barcelona so i'm not sure where that is actually missed that i think
1: yeah like i think i missed that but that's apparently still ongoing like that hasn't been settled yeah yeah and like so i mean i think that's part of the problem is you can't look under you you can't like open a door or like look under a pebble without finding a new $20 million liability, you know, It's just everywhere. It's, um, so, I mean, I guess there's that, I mean, I think they're kind of hamstrung in that we can't afford to pay this guy eight figures to go away and then actually, you know, pay the market rate for,
0: for, a, you know, a, a good of the moment coach. Is is Roberto and, Martinez that guy? Oh my! I mean, I, I mean, look, he I know he's at Everton. He had like what one good season at Everton, and then he was kind of like ushered out. Yeah, and remember. you can even
1: I, yeah, I think was it one season? Yeah, it was it was one or two. Like, because I think the last like, I mean, I guess they finally kind of pulled it together with the, you know, sort of lived up to expectations to an extent with the Belgian national team, but like even that group, I mean, I don't think you can make the argument that Martinez has gotten the most out of what? Like, I mean, like you look at the, the Belgian national team and I understand only one team can win. France is a juggernaut and all of that, but like you can't tell me that Martinez has actually gotten the most out of just this star studded, you know, just De Bruyne and Lukaku. And, you know, at the time it was like peak Vertongen and Alderweireld and outstanding goalkeepers and. And I'm I'm even selling it short. I mean, there's still so many other great players that I'm not even mentioning.
0: Yeah, I mean, so his his Everton career, right? He had a really yeah. good 2013-14 year. I think they finished fourth. Uh, and then he signed a five-year contract. Mm. And not two years later, he was sacked. Um and like you said, I mean, it's hard to oversimplify it, but like you could put a stick figure in front of Belgium and they would probably like still make it out of the group stage of the World Cup. And there there has been nothing impressive about martinez and so yeah. he he just seems like if this is the guy maybe it's all they can get is a roberto martinez at this point um when i think um he so he was born and and i don't i don't put that much in this but
1: i think he, so he was like he was born in catalonia so i don't know if that's meant to be
0: like supposed to so buy him a little bit of cover or something. I don't know. I mean, all that reminds me of is so I'm a Michigan fan of college football, right? And that was always the thing, right? <laughs> it's like after their legendary coach Lloyd Carr um, yeah. retired, it was we got to bring in a Michigan man, right? We, we got to bring in someone who there was... Harbaugh. Here. Well, yeah, uh, and <laughs> I, I still support Harbaugh, um, but. Uh, I get that <laughs> b- before that it, it was Brady Hoke and it was, you know, it was this important thing. Oh and so yeah. maybe that's the idea, right. Is Roberto Martinez, you know, he's a, he's a Barcelona man. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It seems just yeah, like another lame duck coach that would come in and eventually get sacked.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, look from the sounds of it. I mean, if, if all the kind of the, the public noises that we're hearing are to be believed, so this whole thing is all roads lead back to, to Xavi at some point.
0: And... oh my I mean, listen, if, if you want to... I, I hope it doesn't happen, both for Xavi and for the club. But I more so, <laughs> for selfish reasons, I hope it doesn't happen. I do not want to have to talk about Xavi underachieving every week because Barcelona have a crap squad and Xavi gets blamed for everything, just like Kumenez. Well, I think... Yeah. I mean, wait, are you, I mean, are you pro bringing Chavian? Look, not, not necessarily. Look, the thing
1: is, Kuman's not long for this chair. You <laughs> know, So the, the question is quickly going to have to become fine. If not Kuman, then who we don't really have a, there's not really a great short-term bridge or like a caretaker type Around. But that's what Kuman was supposed to be.
0: That's the right. Like, this is the same conversation we had with Koeman, is he's a caretaker. Yeah. And it's like, if you bring Roberto Martinez in, is he the caretaker till Chavi? So you give him 16 to 18 months and then he's gone too? Yeah. So, because I mean, the, my, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything on
1: this, uh, on this front, but my, my understanding or kind of assumption is that, so Chavi's currently coaching in the Qatari league. And I think the, and you know, the biggest reason I'm not opposed, I'm, I'm not just delighted at the prospect of one day having Chavi come in is that I've, I've not really enjoyed his full-throated support for all things Qatar ahead of the ahead of the World Cup and as he's been, you know, just stacking those checks. But um, look, I mean, I, I understand you have to you have to feed your family, you got to do what you got to do. but um, it that's gotten a little bit tiresome. Uh, but so my assumption is that he's going to stick around in, in Qatar essentially as a sort of as a,
0: a global, you know, superstar face of their league and an ambassador for their world cup. Well, he can leave now because Hamas Arriga has just joined the Qatari league from Everton yeah. today. so, you know, yeah, Charlie exactly. can leave the league in good hands. Yeah,
1: exactly. Man. And. You know, the Hamas the thing is like, I feel really bad for that too.
0: It's oh like, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> th- like that was, I mean, that goal in the world cup, literally just like his career. It's just like, I know it's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. But so, I mean the, the Javi thing, my assumption is though, he's going to stick
1: around. Cause I'm sure he's on some sort of like, essentially like a brand ambassador type contract.
0: So. You know, you well, kind all the reports that he had the out for Barcelona in his contract that he denied or whatever. Yeah, and look, on the one hand, I understand where
1: you know he, you probably wouldn't want to give up what's probably a very lucrative job in Qatar to to come and
0: deal with this. Um, you would have to be insane if you're Xavi to leave what he has right now to come to Barcelona anytime soon. In in a weird way, though. Look, I mean, short of what, like,
1: among living former Barca players, I don't know any, I mean, Iniesta is probably held in higher regard or, you know, kind of on a similar plane. I mean, Xavi is probably the most beloved, still, you know, still living, still, like, working age former Barca player. So if anyone is going to get, you know, some some serious latitude to come in, take their time, and try to build something and not just try to spackle over everything. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: ask Chelsea fans about how that went with Frank Lampard, right? Or I, I know with Andrea Pirlo. Like- well, Pirlo had never done the job before, like even at a lower league. I mean the the perfect comparison though is Frank Lampard, and that Chelsea Frank Lampard team is actually the best comparison. talented enough, and yeah that, that that Chelsea team right like you put a, a good manager in there they win the Champions like now they're the most formidable team in Europe, yeah. uh, Barcelona not close right and so mm. there might be some Barcelona fans who would argue Kuman is Frank Lampard and if you bring in a competent manager now Barcelona would be but nobody thinks that they're that good of a squad yeah. even with it Well the that's condition. the thing
1: like I mean Kuman didn't really have that much of a I mean he had a good run recently with the with the Dutch national team prior to taking the Barca job but if I'm not mistaken like he had no me oh he was good at Southampton I guess like several years back He's just like back. Roberto Martinez yeah, was, That's what I mean like he he has other than whatever whatever was accomplished with Southampton and you know a couple good years heading up the dutch national team but every other managerial job he had ended terribly yeah because like he flamed out at everton too yeah like literally like roberto martinez so i mean it's just yeah so i mean it's not it's not like who was brought in he was brought in and celebrated because of what he did as a player there was no and you know and he is of the he learned at the knee of johan cruyff but there's nothing tangible that he himself has done that suggested that he was cut out for this
0: yeah i (laughs) there's just like the if not kuman then who if not roberto martinez then who and it's just good like all roads lead back to like they're eventually just gonna have to hire chavi and let him flame out and move on but i'm just yeah well because i
1: mean I, I genuinely can't figure out who else. I mean, like, none of the other guys are coaches. Slash, like, you know, it's not like Puyol's not trying to. He's not trying to get in and
0: and do the job. Um, Iniesta's still playing in Japan. Um, and I think he still made the top ten highest paid footballers list this year, if I'm not mistaken. Iniesta.
1: Oh, did he? Yeah. I yeah, think that's.
0: So.
1: <laughs> Man, I mean, I see his pictures on like Twitter and Instagram of him and his family like hanging out and like these beautiful like japanese gardens and stuff you can do that and just
0: be a wash in cash that's pretty great that's really good um yeah here we go top played top paid footballers i think sir ronaldo overtook messi as number one uh let's see neymar's got to be up there neymar's three mbappe four Mm. Salah five Lewandowski six Andre Iniesta Andre Iniesta number seven total earnings wow. thirty five million Good for wow him. Gareth Bale well done and, uh, Eden Hazard mm-hmm. still cracking the top ten too so no Barcelona players for the first time in a, a hot minute um yeah <laughs> but I'm tired of talking about this crap team but I do have to say Barcelona have scored four goals in their last five matches uh, they yep. sit seventh in La Liga their manager is already somewhat out the door the talent the thing that's surprising me a little bit is like I, I i at least thought i thought it would be the other way around i thought they would be able to score goals but i thought they'd be conceding a lot um just like i kind of thought that too <laughs> just i guess just let's just take a few minutes to talk about on the pitch play it, has yep. that been the biggest surprise for you is that they're not conceding a bunch um a little bit um yeah because i was i mean their defense last
1: year was already not great. And then, um, yeah, so you put extra, you know, PK and Alba or another year older coming in and there's so much kind of, it's either youth or inexperience, I guess, depending on how it pans out, but the guys who are back there, I mean, I know like Eric Garcia is nobody's favorite at this point. Like he's just, you know, um, but There is talent back there. You know what I mean? And um, they've, I guess, I don't know if they fully kind of coalesced. I don't even know if that's the word, but they've done a decent enough job of playing together.
0: I'm frankly really surprised by it. Like, I don't have a really great explanation other than... So here's the thing. The only uh, formidable offensive opponent they've played so far this year is Byron. And they gave up three goals. Um, coming up, yeah. we have Benfica, Atletico Madrid, and Real Madrid. Uh, three of the next six matches, three of the next seven matches. We also mm-hmm. play Valencia. Uh, so we're gonna get a uh, a bit more of a stress test on Barcelona's defense. And based off of how uh, Luke de Jong, God, and is- Barca
1: always have trouble with Levante too. So that's yeah, those turn into those games turn into fever dreams sometimes. Yeah, so. so
0: like, I mean, if, if we think things are bad now, like I'm next time you and I chat, I, I can only imagine, um, let's just take Ooh, a quick trip around Europe. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm a, talking about that's a rough lineup. <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's wrap up. I, what are your PSG yeah. thoughts right now? Um, I don't know. I mean, it kind of is what you'd expect. I suppose. It just reminds you me know? of the Miami heat when they first got LeBron and they like slowed down a little bit and they were having to figure out how to mesh all these pieces together. I think Pochettino is a really good manager and I think it's just going to take time. Yeah. I mean, look, look, it's yeah. It's, it's crazy to
1: anyone who's kind of, because people did it all the time with the heat. Exactly. Like you said, I mean, they're a perfect example of, you know, when they, then they, I don't know if they lost their first game. I think they did. And then like they
0: started off really slow with their record. I remember they they lost their first game for the first, like 20 games or something like that.
1: Yeah. And Everyone was like wringing their hands. And, you know, at the time, look, I'm sure so much of it was just kind of schadenfreude and like, you know, concern trolling, but um, you know, people are like, Oh, I don't know. Can they share the ball? Whatever. Look, we've, we've seen it happen enough times and there is no legitimate reason for concern about PSG. Like if all these guys are, I mean, they have kind of a glut of attackers. So, I mean, I imagine someone might get annoyed at some point, but like, they're not, there's no shortage of anything.
0: So yeah. I mean, anything like you could, you could knock on like their defense, but even that I think will get better as time goes along. I don't know. I'm not really. Yeah,
1: it, no, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, like I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the league table now and like, I mean, they're still for I mean they're they're first by seven points
0: and I mean you know Marseille yeah. has a game in hand so fine but you, know, you their can call Champions the group is like I mean they have I think they have city but they're gonna be fine in the group I think it's, yeah they're gonna get through the group yeah but like they
1: already have a plus thirteen goal difference and if Marseille win their next game a four point lead in the league. Yeah they're fine um primary league yeah I mean quick. they're they're gonna they're gonna cruise and I mean, I don't know about the Champions League. That's, and I know that's like the whole thing. But that's, again,
0: they, like we won't be talking about that mattering till like I guess one of the knockout stages, like two months from now, three months. Like from now? February. Oh, is, is isn't it, that when? It, is it not till the new year?
1: Well, yeah, because now they have like the 10 group
0: stage games too, don't they? I don't think that's or is that no, next year. That, or? That's a couple of years from now. They're still only six. Yeah, oh, that is a couple of years from now. Oh my God. Yeah, it was completely well, okay, so match day six for Barca is against Bayern yeah. and that's December 8th. So it'll, yeah, it'll probably be in the Yeah, and then year. they take off until right around like Valentine's Day, I think. So yeah, it's like so mid-February. PSG still have like four or five months to figure things out. They're, they're going to be fine. Um, What yeah. Premier League team are you most uh, keen on right now?
1: Most keen on, I mean, I guess. Got to be Chelsea, uh, right?
0: Don't say any other team
1: besides Chelsea. It's Chelsea. It is Chelsea. I mean, it is. No, because like I mean, they're really good. <laughs> Just, I mean, I was pulling it up. Like, I mean, funnily enough, they're not actually. I mean, they're. I mean, it's all this. It's the same between them and Liverpool. Twelve scored, one conceded.
0: They which were is, better than Liverpool in that match, though. Did you no, I mean it?
1: they. No, they they were, but like. But it feels like they've been better. So there's a weird thing with like Liverpool too, where I look and I'm just like, God, we're not even talking about them. And they've done the thing that, I mean, I I do feel like Chelsea's been the most impressive. I feel like Liverpool just, they're quietly doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I just don't. And they kind of opened the door for us of like, because, you know, they've won a Champions League and a Premier League title in the last, what three years? Mm-hmm. So it kind of became ho hum. And then last year, they were just, they struggled a little bit and kind of got back to a position where they can fly under the radar.
0: Yeah. And City, honestly, just, I, they just, they don't have a striker. And right now, they don't need one to score goals. But I think that's going to matter at some point.
1: Well, that's, yeah. I mean, it, these things usually, you know, and given the way most of these European leagues shake out is, if you're as talented as city you know not even like psg forget psg i mean they're yeah they're a machine but like even even like a barca now in through the slog of la liga like if they can you know whatever assuming a just a modest baseline of sort of stability and coaching what barca have on hand now should be enough to get through the the slog of La Liga, you know, the, the Alaveses and, you know, the, I mean, basically Alaveses, the Getafe is like that, that kind of thing where, where your weaknesses really get magnified is in the big games. So, in the, you know, in the Clasicos and against Atleti and in the Champions League and particularly sort of post group stage of the Champions League. So I think that's where, and City are in kind of the same boat as PSG where, Everything, sort of the, the litmus test for success for every season is the Champions League.
0: So last question before we sign off. Uh yeah. Right now, if you had to, and we you know we're we're projecting, right? Mm-hmm. Who are your semifinalists in the Champions League? Um and I'm not asking you to think of like, oh, how the bracket's gonna shape out. Just uh, I, right, I'm just right, asking, right. asking you right. like at the end of the season, your top four European teams in your head right now.
1: Okay, so I mean I'm guessing I'm gonna say.
0: Chelsea,
1: PSG. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of what are the Spanish teams. I don't know if I don't no, know if there is a Spanish there's, team. There, there's not really, a Spanish team. No, right. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's Chelsea, PSG. I'm gonna throw Liverpool in there, and
0: gonna be byron yeah you know i was i was trying to get a little creative but just you know sometimes you just got to play the hits but I, yeah i mean it's either liverpool or city in that fourth spot and i think the the first three are i don't see that changing
1: no i mean i think that's yeah i mean I, i'm a little more i think there's less kind of with city i feel like and then you know they're they're playing well they're going to be fine like all all that stuff i feel like the 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 peace and the happy vibes at City are a little more tenuous than they are at Liverpool.
0: For me, the Liverpool thing just relies on Van Dyke. Like if he gets hurt, then yeah. I just I don't trust them as much at all. Right. And if City so, you could give me any one of their players, even De Bruyne, that gets hurt, and I'm still like, yeah, they could probably still do it. Yeah, they they can
1: probably still do it. I mean, I think the the problem comes into I feel like it's just the whole vibe at City just strikes me as less settled than at Liverpool. That's why I'm surprised it's lasted this long, to be honest. Oh, I am a little bit too. I thought Pep would have been gone before this season. But but this is, uh, yeah, I mean, I think because his contract's winding down, right?
0: Or did he get a new deal? I don't remember. I don't know. I but, mean, I'm not sure what his alternatives are unless Pochettino gets sacked after this year. I don't really know where else he'd want to go. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, because he's already done Bayern. Um, yeah. he's explicitly said he doesn't want to go back to Barca. Um, it's literally just like PSG. So I guess he gets a few more years of oil money from City, and then he transitions over to a different oil money at PSG. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess fun. he could
1: go to like Italy for a bit if that's that's a thing that interests him. <laughs> but you know,
0: after yeah. After Allegri like, gets sacked. With, what's that? After Allegri gets sacked this year.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that job sort of seems to always come available really. every so
0: often. <laughs> okay. Uh, wrapping up, what are you working on?
1: I am so I think I mentioned last time I mean I've been doing actually a lot of NFL stuff which funny enough uh, so I've been at i I'll send you the link it's at uh, is it squawka.com and mm-hmm. I write a weekly power rankings and I've actually just been doing a lot of like copy editing and, uh, and stuff like that
0: Wait, so who are your top three power rankings this week
1: um, so it's so the Bucks the Chiefs and um, I put the Rams third okay but Rams I the bucks am,
0: this week, right? Isn't that Sunday yes. night? Oh yes. yeah. It's That's Sunday night. Good.
1: Yeah. That, that game is going to be fantastic. So I'm I don't a, know if it's Sunday I'm, night or I'm from, Detroit. that might actually be, um, it might even just be one of the late games, like the Sunday afternoon. They had to have shifted it. It's either that or, cause there's also Packers Niners. So it's one of those two
0: Rams bucks is, yeah, it's the 4:25 game. You're right. And then, um, so, but I am, and I'm,
1: you know, like even after week one, So before the season, I picked the Cardinals to win that division. And after their week one thumping of the Titans, I think I put them in the top five just because I couldn't find.
0: I I, I don't like Cliff Kingsbury enough. And Kyler still seems to make too many mistakes for me to think they can actually win that division.
1: I want Cliff Kingsbury to work. I like they just, I, you know, as, sort of when I had access to all the, the various sports channels as like a college football sicko, I used to love sort of 1130 watching Texas tech games where like just, just any sort of madness is liable to pop up. They're and like, it's ending like, the like
0: sour patch kids of college football.
1: Yeah. It's like 68 55 <laughs> with like, you know, half, like just halfway through the third quarter or something. Yeah. Those were delightful. So I want, I want <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury to be a thing and I love Kyler Murray. Yeah. Also, um, and this one has the, the possibility to blow up in my face, though so they are the first and 3-0 team. Um, I got on the Carolina bandwagon early. Oh, my gosh, that's not happening. I mean, look, they can win that division. No, no, well, not that division, but they can make the playoffs. I'm sorry. They, uh, but they can come in second in that division because, what, do you have to be better than the Saints, which, man, that
0: week one they
1: thumping very, of the pack. They were
0: very tempting in week one. That but that was
1: the most fraudulent 38 to 3 win I've ever seen. Like Jameis threw five TDs but had like 140 yards passing because yeah it was all turnovers and spectacular field position. But yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm big on them. I am heavily not buying the um the Saints, the Steelers. Who's the other one that I'm there's one other team that kind of that I'm, I'm just simply I'm not buying them as good no matter how much people try to the try Raiders? to talk it up
0: well I didn't think the Raiders were good I mean I, I feel like they're they, gonna come back they down. still might not be good because they beat the Steelers team with a corpse at quarterback so this is this is absolutely true yeah I mean I think um yeah I
1: mean they're not this good they're more competent offensively than I was expecting mm-hmm. um yeah I thought the Vikings were going to be good. They are not. Um, what about the Cowboys? I say this every year, and and like I'm sort of a lapsed Cowboys fan, so I can't even like you know, it, I I won't join the parade if they go win the Super Bowl or something. I think they I think I they can think be pretty to worry good. About that. I don't no no no. That's uh, but I think they're going to win that division. Well, this new guy, the the rookie they got, uh, Micah Parsons. That dude looks awesome. And then I mean, and their offense is. When they have everybody together and clicking, like they can score with anybody. They're one of those teams. They're they're like it's sort of Chiefs light, where they can score enough points to to have to get by with like a mediocre defense. But they need at least a mediocre defense, which they
0: typically don't have. I think we've lost half the audience at this point. All right. Um, Emil, oh, almost certainly. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Uh, we're going to link to your NFL work in the description, and we'll chat thank again soon. You.